0: Welcome everybody to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. Thank you for listening to this. This is number eighty-three in the series, and uh, yeah, man, it's been really enjoyable to uh, talk to privateers each and every week and find out their stories and find out why you should cheer for them and. And, uh, yeah, all of that. So it's been great. And we thank the folks at FXR Racing. Pulp mx 30 is the code to save at FXRRacing.com. Designed by racers for racers. Uh, they've certainly got a big presence out there with guys like Osby and uh, the Cat and the many other privateers. So FXRRacing.com. Save with those guys. Use the code. Get some, uh, get some sweet deal on gear and product from those guys race tech suspension also on board this podcast race tech uh, does ben lemay motor and suspension although they did now that lemay stepped up into the bullfrog team so thanks to the folks at race tech pulp 19 is the code to save get motor work done get your suspension dialed in and all of that also presented by maxis maxis tires mxst out now developed by uh, jeremy mcgrath uh, the cat speaking of the cat he uh Absolutely uh, loves the MXSTs and he's put them in a couple main events even. So, first time for main events for Maxis since I was a mechanic in '02. In we used them at Moto Triple X. So, thanks to Maxis Tires. Namira Technologies also, uh, Namira.com. N-A-M-U-R-A dot com. com. Uh, Industry-leading top-end repair kits offer everything you need to rebuild your top-end at a price that will keep you riding every weekend, no matter your budget, from race shops to privateer garages. Namura has you and your wallet covered. They offer a full line of cast and forged pistons for every MX application you can think of. Thanks to those guys. And new this week, because I want to help our privateers and because I enjoy helping guys out, Scosche came on the uh, on the podcast, and they are giving each guest on this Privateer Island podcast a little care package. So Scosche is a proud sponsor of the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team. The, uh, they're a family-owned and operated company since 1980. Their products are inspired by a passion for vehicles, amazing sounds, the great outdoors, travel, motorsports, horsepower, and voltage. Skosh.com, Scosche.com, S-C-O-S-C-H-E.com. Use the code PULP25 at checkout to save 25% off. So thanks to Scosche for coming on board. Uh, and with all that said, let's welcome our guest this week. You saw him in a main event earlier this year. He is a borderline main event guy almost every each and every weekend out there in Monster Energy Supercross. Number 383 in your program. Number one in your heart, especially if you're from New Mexico. Casey Brennan, what's up, bud? How are you, man?
1: Oh, Doing good. Just out here in Texas, uh, training in between the weekends.
0: You know, this is number eighty-three in the Privateer Island podcast, and you are three eighty-three. Your number is so. This
1: is more perfect timing on my part, I guess.
0: Yeah, it really works out nicely. Uh, thank you for doing us. Appreciate it. We we talk a little bit here and there at the races. Uh, you made your first main event earlier this year in Minneapolis, and yeah, not not a lot of people know who you are. Not a lot of people know what your story is. I brought you up as a fantasy guy last weekend in our Pulpomex Fantasy podcast, and like Dan Truman and and the guys that were on the line who are my buddies are like huh who what i'm like casey brandon man he made a main earlier this year like take a look at him um so yeah not many people do know much about you but yeah tell us a little bit about what's going on with you
1: yeah i mean for the most part i'm kind of a quiet guy I kind of stayed to myself in the pits and i'm not kind of like really loud and i wouldn't say obnoxious but just kind of making my presence known yeah. but um yeah this year has been a lot better um like you said i'm kind of on the verge of making those names but yeah i just try and uh, quietly put in my work i'm not a very big social media guy i'm not a very yeah i'm just not a very big presence but um it's been a lot better this year um i was able to switch things up and move up to the 450 class after some very subpar results on 250s for a couple years and it's been a really good change and uh obviously my results have been better than they have in years past and i'm enjoying it a lot more and you know kind of starting to make a name for myself and you know here and there getting some recognition and, and it's really nice um
0: yeah what you know there is that uh man we talk about it a lot on this show and we've talked about it a lot like there's that thing about 250s like it's obviously it's half the class and it's where everyone has to start out and it's where you kind of get noticed as a kid and everything else, but you're also going against 250s that are factory-backed bikes that are super, super good and have thousands of dollars dumped into them, and you're at a disadvantage on the line, sitting there as as a privateer in a 450 class, of course, you can be much closer and the bike doesn't come into it as much, but then again, you get lumped in as one of those privateer guys that make mains, and your shot at a 250 ride sometimes, a lot of the time, disappears, but Casey, that's a, I mean, that's a big decision, I always... And I've said it over and over, like, the money, purse money, is where is way better than 450s. And if you want to make a living riding motorcycles, that's where you should go. But I don't envy a choice that you had to make there.
1: Yeah, I mean, for, for me, it was 100% financial. Like, I, I wanted to race again, and I just couldn't afford to get 250s and um, mod them out and make them competitive. Because if, if I'm lining up, I want, like, a, at least a decent chance in dropping, like, like five to seven grand into a motor just wasn't very feasible for me at the time, so yep. made the switch to 450. And um I, I'm not going to say like it's the most stacked year ever, but I mean there's a lot of guys that moved up, and this year has definitely been a very competitive year in 450, mm-hmm. especially compared to last year. Yep. So um it's it was I wouldn't say it started out rough. I mean I, I've been putting the show every weekend and, you know Maine here and and. You know, knocking on the door of them. So it's been a really good decision, and I'm really happy with it so far. I'm just a lot more confident on my bike, and um yeah, I'm not second guessing myself so much, and I think it shows in my riding. So that that was a really good decision. Um I think I ride a little bit better just based mm-hmm. on the confidence side of things, and yeah, I'm I'm happy with the decision. Like you said, it kind of you know don't really have a chance on getting on like maybe one of those small teams on 250s, but yeah. I mean at the same time that kind of I wouldn't say it doesn't interest me, but I'm a racer. I love racing, and I can race twice as much now being on a 450, which also means more money. And and it's, you know, for a guy yeah. like me, it's kind of it was kind of a no brainer, and it's worked out for the better.
0: Yeah, it really has. Um, so you're from New Mexico. Um, I, I'm probably dating myself here, but how much do you know that Keith Johnsons and Ryan Clark's and Isaiah and all these dudes? Like, are you tapped into those guys, or or am I showing my age and? That was a long time ago and you don't know what's going on with those guys anymore.
1: <laughs> no, absolutely. So I'm really close with uh, Keith Johnson. Okay. I actually, he he runs uh, Bobby J's Yamaha yep, and yep. that's what I rode for the, my, but since I got on 85s, I just rode Yamaha up until this last year. And um, like I, I, they just, uh, it just didn't work out for us to kind of right. keep going. And I, Talk to a new shop and um, wait, wait,
0: wait. when you said it doesn't were... work out do i need to call kj and and yell at him or, or like the support wasn't there like what what do you mean
1: yeah dude if you can I, they have huskies and i, I wanted a husky or a ktm and i went to them and yeah you you gotta go lay some uh lay yeah. down dude. Get, okay.
0: get some more help from the the local local guy man. come on kj you know i used to work i was kj's mechanic really at ktm yes in 2000 what
1: was it the uh, the uh, what what the hell do you call them the uh, bleach tips or whatever?
2: Yeah, I,
0: I, I think it was. I think we I probably had them too. So so I should I can't laugh at Keith. At Keith. Um, <laughs> I took him riding right to his top secret Supercross test track in Simi Valley, and he broke his wrist five minutes in, both of them. So that wasn't very good. But then when he came back from that, I worked for him again at Dallas, and I think he got a top ten. So um, and then I moved on to Kelly Smith after that. But I was KJ's mechanic for a few races. So.
1: Um, that's awesome yeah i mean you know, i'm always like scouring like results and stuff back in the day just to see like
2: how,
0: how yeah.
1: the nm guys used to hold it down and man he he killed it him isaiah um uh, yeah Kevin. and like you said you had ryan clark, clark right? Bucklew. Yep. like there was a bunch of sh- like guys that used to shred oh hot sauce going- hot
0: sauce yeah hot sauce we have got yeah, that yeah ivan right yeah um so yeah. you're much younger than those guys so did you look up to them or were they done all done by the time you were a kid, a young kid?
1: So I started kind of like becoming friends with them, I guess you could say whenever I was on like 65, I I'd do like a training class. And then Kevin, when he used to live in Albuquerque, he would do like a, like a little like church service on like Wednesday practices. And we would always go to that. And um, yeah, I mean, I've I've known the guys for a long time and as I've gotten older, you know, kind of grown a little bit closer. So, it's cool. I uh, need to talk to them, get some some more mentoring, try and get in those main events more because it seems like yeah. they had that stuff covered back then.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, they were they were all really good. That's 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 interesting though that you rode for Keith for a long time and, and all that. That's kind of cool to see. Um, or do you also absolutely can't stand the mud like they did like they used to? All of those guys.
1: <laughs> see. To me, like mud is just like getting good in the mud is just a mindset, like if you're all pissed off and negative about it, I feel like you're gonna suck, so I just try and get excited for like the change and you know I'm not the best mud rider, but typically like i'm like I sometimes get decent results in it just because I'm excited, and everyone's kind of negative and pissed off, so right um yeah, at San Diego this year, uh I went down in like the the l c q start and I was like, "Oh, I made it this far, I might as well go have some fun and <laughs> <laughs> Came from, like, dead last to, like, ninth or tenth or something. I'm not sure. But, I mean, it was still fun.
0: Uh, hey, and also, too, you made the main in Minneapolis, which is cool. You almost didn't go, you told me, right?
1: Yeah. So, with, like, the weather and just, like, trying to get my bike put to, put back together after San Diego, I was, like, so close to skipping out on it. But I had a sponsor uh, last minute step in and say, no, you're going. Here's a gas cart. Here's your entry fee. Uh, better see you there. So um, I went, and it ended up being, like, the best night of my career so far. So that was that was awesome to go from being on the fence to yeah. um, getting up there and doing well. So
0: um, No, that's cool. Really, really neat to see for sure. And, again, puts you on the map for, for some guys. And you've been so close so many times. I'm sure you're aware of this. You are six points back of third in the uh, privateer challenge from the folks at Yamaha that we have a bunch of money we're giving away to the top three, Casey. And... I'm sure you're aware of this. Uh, Chad Reed and Justin Brayton are now out of the series. So, you have been a 5th, 6th, 7th place guy in these LCQs. Two guys are out. Your 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 chances got a lot better.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I I don't want to sound like kind of like a shitty person when I say this, <laughs> but I mean, at the beginning of the this- At the beginning of the season, I mean, injuries are inevitable. And I just told myself, I'm like, you just got to be smart and make it through the whole series. And by the end, there should be a lot of guys out. And uh, my chances will be a lot higher. Mm -hmm. And um, this is like my first time making it this far into the series. Like my first two years, I broke my wrist. And then last year, after Daytona, I got Epstein-Barr. So, um I've, this is the furthest I've made, and obviously like that plan's kind of starting to work out, so uh, it's about time to turn it up and yeah. you know make make those mains and try and get that two digit number for next year.
0: How much are you looking at this cash we're giving away though bro
1: i I do look at it, I'm not gonna lie, like <laughs> like I was saying, I was telling you like like it's more motivation like if you're not having a good day you I line up and I'm like, I gotta get points, gotta put it together, yeah. so you know it gives me some incentive uh, on the line to push that much harder. Yeah. Even if I get a bad start or like I said, I'm not feeling it. So, um, yeah, I'm close. The money would be sweet, but, um, you know, I feel like 450 mains are for a guy like me are kind of like few and far between. So trying to, yeah. uh, you know, keep that out of the back of my mind and just race and put in the best results I can.
0: Yeah, I, uh, again, Enteknapan and the Cat are one and two, and I'd like those guys to, to, you know, to go right into the main events from now on, and maybe and maybe yourself too. So I think those points will be shaken up a, quite a bit. So, um, hey, uh, you're you're just in, you're just by yourself driving around, right?
1: No, um, so I got a, a buddy, Cameron Barbosa, from New Mexico too. He's trying to get a Supercross points, and uh-huh. we're in his motorhome and his. Uh, trailer and he helps me out typically on saturdays and then i'll help him out on the amateur days and help each other out in practice and stuff like that but um yeah this last weekend i was actually with uh me flying there i was uh a solo trip so i didn't have a mechanic or anyone to help out until the, the the night show someone came and helped me out and that was nice but what do you mean mean, someone came like
0: like like who came what do you mean someone a fan a random fan or what (laughs)
1: happened (laughs) no so uh i got a buddy from back home um who just uh like just planned his trip up to seattle like that's the race they chose to go to this year his wife has family up there and they went to go race and visit and um he got in contact with me and uh we got him got him a pit shirt and they're on the backpack, and he was able to help out. And he's a mechanic back home too, so. it worked Okay, out. so he
0: kind of knows what he's doing. He kind of knows what he's doing.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah he, yeah. he knows what he's doing, so that that was that was nice.
0: Um, so this I guy, know. this guy you're traveling with, and I, I thought it was just you in a van. I don't know where I got that from. Maybe in Minneapolis. It was just you in a van. I don't know. Um, was that it? Was that where I came for, came up with that idea? I don't know.
1: No, we've been we've been in the uh, motor home. Never mind then I'm been, I'm drunk. Yeah. Okay, so
0: so, so he's doing the uh amateur stuff and you gotta stick around and help him. Uh that's a pretty unique deal. That's pretty pretty different from a lot of pros that are lining up on Saturday night.
1: Oh yeah. I mean it's still it's fun, you know. Um he's he's been struggling a little bit, but hey, this weekend's a new weekend. Hopefully we can get <laughs> his card and next year he can race Supercross and you know it'll be better
0: so how are those how are those tracks they're bet they're actually i watched phoenix it looked like a death-defying track i don't know why they did that but then how's the rest of them been
1: um you know they've been a lot better than last year okay. i don't wanna, like trash the guys because like you can't make like it, it's such, i feel like it's such a hard thing to balance like making the track good enough for like the the S- futures guys to kind of challenge them and uh-huh. you know make them earn it but at the same time making it safe for like, you know, sixty fives and eighty fives and everyone and some of the vet dudes and yeah, I feel like it's just like a hard like way to balance. Oh, absolutely. It. They've yeah. been I would say they've been really good. Um the last one they did was Indy. They left a the rhythm before the whoops that they had there. They kinda left that for the most part. I think yeah. they toned it down a little bit, but yeah, they've been they've been pretty fast paced, but at the same time at least a section or two to challenge
0: some kids and well, it's I, almost, I think it's good. I almost think they should split lane them. Hey, look, 60s and 80s are going over here, and vets are going over here, and everybody else goes here. You know? I don't know. Is there a way to do that?
1: Just the floor space, I feel like, would make it hard. But, okay. I mean, it's definitely, like, possible. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they they have a lot smarter people than us probably to try and <laughs> figure that out. But, I mean, they I think there there needs to be some changes made to uh-huh. it, just, like, The format, like some of the heat races that these kids run are like literally like two minutes. They do like four laps, and the tracks are normally a little bit faster than us. Mm -hmm. And Yeah, I I feel like if you wanted to test some of the kids a little bit more, maybe give them like this, like for the most part, like the same format, like maybe like a six-minute heat race or five-minute heat race at least, and then a longer main. But, I mean, I feel like it's still kind of like in the works, and it will keep getting better every year.
0: Uh hey Seattle. So Seattle comes you didn't make the main event. Uh great start in the LCQ, bro. Not really, by the way.
1: Yeah, dude. I So I, I've been having like a <laughs> Here little,
0: we go. Little Here technique. we go. What?
1: I've uh I've been having like a little technique like Okay. I don't know if you noticed in Indy uh old Michael he went and lined up on the outside and everyone's going to the inside and Yep. I was like, "Man, look at all these idiots. And I just went and grabbed that gate right next to him. Yep. And came around in second, thanks to Mike. And uh same thing in the heat race this last weekend. Baggett was next to the gate. I was one over from uh Entignap, and he ripped the start, came around in fourth. That was sick. So I was like, let's test this some more and I, I lined up next to Grant, just to the outside of him, like, he's on a factory four fifty. He'll rip this start. And I actually ended up hole-shotting him, but everyone to the inside of me hole-shotted me, too, so that didn't work.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, I, I like the theory. It's actually not that bad. Yeah.
1: No, 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 it's not that bad. I mean, like, obviously it didn't work that one time, but it's been pretty good so far. But, yeah, it's not a yeah. bad idea, no, but, yeah, yeah right. I got a...
0: Didn't get a great start. i an yeah. outside
1: starter. Uh-huh. Yeah, normally I'm like a doghouse or outside starter, and I kind of took a chance going further inside, mm-hmm. and I kind of got a little antsy and raced in a little too deep, and everyone just kind of cut underneath me. So it, it was what it was.
0: Uh, what'd you think of the whoops? How'd you deal with them? How was it for you?
1: Oh, I loved them in the first two practices, but then once they like reworked them, mm-hmm. it kind of got trickier because then like they mixed all that good dirt up, and it kind of got rutted and kind of a little bit more packed and like I struggled so bad in the third practice and in the night show like I am probably the worst whoop jumper in the history of supercross racers ever so <laughs> I tried to start jumping them and it just wasn't working out like every time like I got passed except for one time when Polteli got me I got passed in the whoops by everyone like it was it was rough so I I mean, I'm normally pumped when there are some pretty big whoops and you can blitz through them because I'm, I'm decent at it. But, yeah, those ones, those were hard. That was probably they, one of the harder i sets I've, I've hit in my life.
0: Yeah, they really were. And in that last one, if you got over the last one or not, um, you know, it kind of depended on how it went, right? You need to get over the tall one. Yeah. In the very end.
1: Yeah, it was like, yeah, the, the, that little raised, like, ending really, like, yep. changed the whole, like, dynamic of the whip set because – then that's where they were really packed and you to get wheel spin and those were like the hardest ones if they if they didn't raise at the end i feel like they wouldn't have been a challenge or near as much of a challenge but yeah that really threw everything off and it was interesting like i mean i like it was like a love hate relationship cuz the first two practices i felt really good in them and then that all changed once they got a little bit yeah. more like uh you mm. know chewed up so
0: um for a guy like yourself you're out on the track with these you know amazing riders uh uh, some of the world's best racers when you see a rhythm like what hill and and some 250fs and wilson you know two four three now it's not something maybe you're going to do but do you look at it or do you put it right out of your mind or something like that are you like holy shit uh how does it go for you i'm just speaking sort of as in a general sense as a privateer like Obviously, not even all the factory guys are doing it, but is it something that you're like, hmm, wow, look at that. I think I can do it. How does that go?
1: So for me, like I kind of judge everything. Like if it was a practice track, if like you could jump off to the side and test it a couple of times, yep. it's probably something that like I would do. And for the most part, everyone would do. Mm-hmm. But something about race day and having that short amount of time, like it really throws everything off. And w- whenever there's something like pretty gnarly and pretty big like that, I, I- I'll check it out. But for the most part, I'll see, as long as it's not every, like, as long as, like, you know, there's only 10 to 15 yeah. guys, or, yeah, I'll 10 guys doing it yeah. in a practice, yep. yeah, I'll be like, okay, I don't have to do that.
0: Right. Like, right. Okay.
1: like yeah. the rhythm at Daytona, that one was pretty wicked, like, the big line through there, yep. and I saw, like, it didn't look really technical, it just looked like it took balls, yep. and I saw, like, like... Four guys, I think five guys, not doing it in A practice, and I'm like, all right, sick. You don't have to do that.
0: (laughs) So there is some of that for you, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, as long as there's some guys in A practice not doing it, and you know they're pretty consistently in the mains, then I'm like, all right, you don't have to do it to make the main. Like I don't, I I could be wrong, but I don't think Chiz was doing like that big rhythm in Daytona. So I'm like, all right, he's gonna make the main, and. He's not going to do that, so yeah. that means we're good.
0: Yeah, it's just one of those things that you got to think about, right? And and if you make one mistake on a big rhythm, you lose three laps of the the time that you would have made just consistently doing the easier rhythm. You know, if you would make one mistake on it, so it's all stuff that you got to think about. But I just wonder, as a guy that you know, as a privateer guy, if you're just like, eh, I don't want, I don't have to do that, or I'm all right, or now, or, or the flip side, was there something that you had to do that that came up where you're like, oh boy. I gotta jump this because Entichnap is doing it or, or A Ray or any of these guys.
1: Um the only one that can kinda come to mind was A ones. Like remember you'd like jump across the start, you turned right and you had like yeah, the those, table those, the, yep. to single to single and then table to single to single. Mm-hmm. Um I did those ones in the third practice, but I, I don't think those were that bad. I right. mean I you had guys on two fifties doing it pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. But I mean that's that was I think kind of mm-hmm. like the one of those things like one of the only things I can think of that going into the third practice I'm like oh I got a Yankee and I honestly I didn't even really think about it I just Pellegrini was in my practice that weekend and he did it right in front of me and I just followed him off of it just not even thinking about it
2: so um,
1: yeah I mean I'm sure if when it comes to like some of the bigger rhythms you know if if, I I was in A practice and I was able to follow someone off of it it'd be a lot easier to do that but I don't have that luxury so yeah um, Yeah, sometimes it's just not worth it, you know, like I said it's a long season and yep. making sure you're every round giving yourself an opportunity is more important than, you know, putting in that blazing fast hot lap cuz you hit all the big rhythms, yeah. you know. So it's like you said, it's just risk versus reward. Sometimes it's just not necessary or even, yep.
2: you know. Is
0: there better. uh so, is there a guy that you keep finding yourself lining up with and battling with each week in the LCQs or in the main event or whatever? Like was there is there a guy that you're just like not this dude again?
1: Honestly, it has pissed me off so many times. I don't care if it's, like, a heat race or an LCQ, but it's happened, like, three or four times. I'm pretty sure Catanzaro's got me on the last lap, whether it's a heat or an LCQ. And it pisses me off every time. I'm like, what? why? Like, why can't I just put it together? I mean, that's, like, the only one that comes to mind. But, I mean, for the most part, like, I I feel like we don't really come together too much. I mean sometimes it's like if I get a good start, some of those guys don't and when yep. they get a good start, I don't. So I, I mean it's so mixed up for us, so it it's hard to say like there's like a rivalry yeah, yeah. building, but yeah. Uh, but, I mean,
0: but yeah, if some dude like cat is passing you, you're just like, Oh, this this freaking guy again on the last lap. Yeah, like um,
1: literally like three or four times this year, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh I don't and I don't know how you um how you feel about the cat, but damn, he's talented, dude he can he can really ride a bike,
1: no, yeah, I mean like his fundamentals and everything like when i've I've watched him like he's like yeah perfect, like yeah and, and he's he's put in some really sick results in in his past, like he's he's a solid guy, and yep. you know i like the competitive side of me is like pissed off that that's happening, but sometimes I gotta like kind of like step back and like I've been doing this a lot for for a lot less time than these guys don't have near the experience, so the fact that I'm like fouling with them this year and and you know right yeah. there like that's. Yep. That's good for me. Um Absolutely. But obviously at the end of the day I still want to beat these guys. So, um I what? kinda try and give myself some credit sometimes, but at the same time try and keep getting better.
0: What are you um where do you ride during the week? How do you win that guy in your amateur guy? How do you figure that out?
1: Um so it just kinda depends. We kinda try and plan like in advance, like try and find where's a good super cross track and where we can train, where they prep it and stuff like that and um the path, it seems like the go to spot, like at least for the last couple like at least the central ones. We've been at Underground. Uh they've their super cross tracks really good. Um Where
0: is that? And where they, is that they prep again? It. Where is that again?
1: It's like it's like an hour south of uh Dallas.
0: Okay, yeah, that's it. So is that um uh LeMay where LeMay rides?
1: Yeah, he comes out here, um and he's been out here only one time since I've been out here, but yeah, I mean, having him and just being able to, like, see his times and see how he rides, it, it, it helps and, you know, pushes me to, you know, if he can do it, then, you know, I should be able to get close, you know?
0: Right, right, okay. Um, interesting, yeah. You look at a guy like LeMay, he's a worker man's hero kind of guy, like, that's something that you can aspire for, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously he's, he's a couple steps ahead of me. I mean, right. I'm pretty sure he's made, like, every man this year. Except for one. But, yep.
0: But I'm saying like th- that's yeah. a guy where you can be like yeah yeah you know I can I can be like that guy yeah
1: obviously that'd be a goal you know just being like a consistent main event guy like we some of the some other kids were riding like the supercross track today and we we had like conversation, you know they were talking about how he got picked up and you know how awesome that is it kind of gives them hope and mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like the same deal like you know obviously it'd be awesome to get to the level that like someone like he is at you know a privateer dude who's you know, put it in the mains and mm-hmm. you know, you know, maybe something happens in the future. But yeah, he's I feel like he's definitely a really underrated guy. Yeah. On the bike. Like, I've, I've watched him a lot in practice and stuff like that. And right. yeah, he's he's I think he's a really good rider and definitely someone that, you know, it's uh not a bad person to try and, you know, be.
0: Casey Brandon on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast, number eighty three. Brought to you by Maxis, Scosche, and Amira Technologies. Thanks to those guys. Uh, we're also going to give you a, a Scosche uh, package, Casey. That, so that's cool. Thanks to those guys for coming on board. You can uh, get one of those boom bottle speakers, and they got a magnet. You can put it on the side of your van and just rock out. So it'll be pretty sweet. I like it. Um, hey, so uh, Nationals, what's the plan? What are you going to do for the summer? You've done some Nationals before here and there. Um, what's your deal for summer?
1: So I'm uh, kind of like in a trying to figure that out right now um i have someone that wants me to do some but i haven't worked out the details with like if like their help how like to the extent of the help they're going to give me with like gas and entry fees and stuff like that um i'd love to go race them if i had like my gas covered entry fees you know that's technically all all i really need but um i'm only going to have one bike this summer i gotta give one of the bikes back to the shop that okay helped me out. Yep. So that's going to be kind of hard to manage so i'm i might do the first couple we'll see but for the most part right now the way it's looking i think i'm going to be doing some training for some amateur kids for Loretta's and stuff like that and yep. traveling around and staying on the bike and um trying to work on some speed off of the supercross track and translate it to the supercross track next year cuz last summer i didn't ride for 7 months um I had the Epstein bar and yep. then I thought I was done racing and got a job doing some roofing and, some oh, was that, and stuff it was, like that, that, up it and was that serious. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I thought I was done. And the guy who helped me out and got me the job roofing for him, he literally forced me to go into the shop that <laughs> I'm writing for now and ask for help. Like literally like almost forced me. And, um, I, I don't know if I would have done it on my own and it worked out. They wanted to help out. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, definitely have like a new appreciation for being out there this year after right. thinking that it was done so yeah it's uh, yeah bro a regular job sucks
0: a regular job sucks
1: yeah it did that steady income was nice though i mean <laughs> that wasn't yeah that wasn't bad and you know i was riding a lot of mountain bikes and uh doing some climbing and stuff like that uh on the weekends with with my buddies um uh-huh. up there and it was fun but yeah being off that bike really well, kind of started to suck the last couple of weeks so
0: well did did, did you think epstein bar was a lifetime sentence or something or did you never think you could recover no. from the casey
1: <laughs> no so like i it it only affected me for i think two months
0: yeah and so what happened after then this? i started
1: after like I, I i my bikes were i was racing like
0: 2015
1: like okay oh wow on on 250s so got rid of those and um yeah i I yeah, was like, just didn't I don't any... know where this money's going to come. Right, right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it, it just kind of came together last minute. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were kind of scraping by at the beginning. But, um, you know, it it worked out, and I'm super grateful for it. And, yeah, obviously I've put in my best results this year. I yeah. think that little hiatus of not riding and having, like, a new appreciation for being out there really helped. Um, well, for and, not – yeah, for not yeah.
0: – I mean, not to be too cheesy, but – when you crossed that line at, at uh, Minneapolis to put you into the main event, I mean, did you get a little emotional because of kind of where you'd come from and h- how you'd quit and all of that?
1: So as soon as I, like, came over the finish line, I'm like, you finally did it. Like, it was yeah. like a relief. Yeah. But then as soon as I got back to the pits, um, my phone was blowing up. My parents called me. Like, my girlfriend was there. She rushed down, and it just kind of hit me. And, I, and I, I, like, literally started crying. Like, it was – I mean, I wouldn't say I'm embarrassed to say it. Like it mm-hmm. was just like mm-hmm. all like this whole trip since I've turned or like this whole process since I've turned pro, like yeah. breaking my wrist two times and last year and not think I'd be racing, it like finally paid off and it was like it was awesome, you know? And then obviously like it was hard to regroup for the race because like that was just the goal, so I was just kinda like <laughs> rolling around out there. But I yeah. mean, it was it was awesome and getting that taste of it, it just makes me want it more and I next time I'm <laughs> I'm not gonna take it for granted. I wanna be out there and fight the whole twenty minutes and try and put in some good results, you know? It's just kind of like a, a process of, you know, baby steps I would say, you know, like making it to the main and then obviously like once I can become like a more consistent main guy, you know, yep. trying to you know, fifteen and you know, yeah that's the, piece by piece and
0: Yeah. Um yeah, that's the that's the goal, right? Um hey before when I talked to you at I think I talked to you at the Minneapolis in the morning. Uh or maybe it was the next race. But you said you did some of those kicker stuff uh at some point. How was that? Yeah, so
1: since I got out of like the B class, I started racing those kickers. Uh-huh. And for the first two years of Supercross they were pretty much funded all by the, the money that I made there. Um I mean there's a couple guys that were pretty consistent going there. Uh-huh. Um that were pretty good and we'd battle and um it was all queen racing and we had fun and obviously we're there to make a paycheck. Cause I mean, they're just a little money race, you know? So that was really good. And yeah, they, I think they're fun. They're really good to, you know, work on some intensity. They're really short races and yeah, they've really kind of picked up trying to take over like the being like the arena cross series. So it's cool to see them take that next step and, um, yeah, there's been some, some fast guys going to those races now, so better mm-hmm. step it up if I race them this summer.
0: Yeah, I, you know, it's awesome that you are able to make some money with that. I didn't realize that series paid that well and did all that, and then I think you were telling me, like, Jason Owen was just crushing it. He was winning everything. Um, that's cool. I like the fact that there's a another opportunity for some privateer guys to, to seek it out and make some cash.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, they pay really well. I don't I don't know any other little arena cross series that pays well. I mm-hmm. mean, there's one in uh um, I think, or Odessa. I think it's Odessa that pays really well. Okay. I, I think Lemoyne used to go just clean houses and walk away with like <laughs> yeah. six grand. Like Jeez. that one pays really good. Yeah. yeah ridiculous. Yeah. But, that,
0: that's your move. Yeah, all that's oh, your that's your move all summer, Casey. Is just find these things all summer long. Just seek them out.
2: Yeah.
1: No. I I really want to. I need to find a 250 to ride mm-hmm. to um, make sure I can make money in both classes. But right. Yeah. I'm. <laughs> For the most part, I think this summer I'm going to try and focus on getting some speed outdoors and translating that to Supercross because, I mean, I feel like that's, like, the main thing I'm lacking. I mean, you like, the last couple weekends my starts have been there and just kind of a little off the pace. Mm -hmm. So I think just trying to find that speed, whether it's, you know, I think it's just kind of like an overall momentum thing around the track. And, yeah, that's kind of my game plan, so.
0: I uh I'm,
1: I'm excited I'll, for what the future holds.
0: Maybe I'll put in a word for you and see if we can get you to Hawaii the week after Vegas. Vegas Supercross is a race in Hawaii. Gets you some start money.
1: Uh, I'm I'm not going to say no to that at
0: all. <laughs> no, I know. I, a lot of riders I talked to were like, "Yeah, Mathis, I'm in. I'm in." I'm like, "Okay, let me put a word in for you because they are looking for some guys." So, uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll see. Um, but that'll that'll be that'll be fun time if if, if we can make that happen. Um, yeah. triple, triple Crown this weekend. Again, it's great for racing. I love it. It's exciting to watch the stars are out there three times. I get it. however, dudes like you dudes, other guys that don't make the main every every main event are you know you're basically done by five o'clock you have a four lap l c q et cetera et cetera I get it man i don't know what the i don't know how you how I can reconcile my love for these triple crowns and my love for privateers you know what i mean as the same thing because man it's it's a tough go for you guys.
1: So I, I'm probably going to get lynched by every private if they hear it. But personally, I like it. Like, uh, okay. I mean, like you said, it's great to grow the sport like that, I think. And honestly, I don't think it, it's, I will say, it is embarrassing when you're not in the night show program, like that part. Like, yeah. granted, it is the main. It just doesn't feel the same. It's just embarrassing not being up there mm-hmm. or not being down there. Yep. So that part sucks. But at the same time, like, if I make that main, that's, three main event races that i'm going to do that's you know that's a lot of experience that i'd be getting from it you know so making those mains you're going to get at least for for my perspective i'm going to be able to line up three times and try and better myself three times in, in a main event every time and that's not something you can do on one night you know you get one go at it so i i look at it as like an experience point of view like you're going to get two more gate drops with the best guys. Like. If you can get into that main, that's that's badass, and that you're gonna just learn more from it. So mm-hmm. it's like a love hit relationship because, like you said, it sucks being up there. Um, yeah. But once you make it in, I feel like that I who wouldn't want to race more? I mean, that's just my perspective on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I get it for sure. Uh, FXR racing, Race Tech suspension, privateer Island Life. Do you ever use FXR or Race Tech? Have you ever done any, any of those companies?
1: Um, no. no? I've okay, pretty right. much been like an Enzo dude since I've oh. started kinda getting
0: decent. No, nothing wrong with Enzo, that's for sure. Uh, great company. Um what kind of gear do you wear, by the way? What is that stuff?
1: It's called Skills Racing. It's uh they started up a couple years ago and the gears gotten a lot better and their idea was like custom gear, kind of like a canvas okay. style, I guess you could say. Yep, yep. But um it's a it's a little bit more I, I Practical, a little bit cheaper, so um, it's cool. It's nice having all your stuff sublimated. I feel like I'm a yep. kind of like a big deal, I guess you could say.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal, I guess. Sublimated gear. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah, no, that
1: part's really cool, and they offer that to like everyone, so that's like uh, okay. you know, it's really good gear, and I like it. It's, how How do you know the guy? I like is just being unique.
0: Yeah, how do you know the guy, or who is it, or how how'd that how that deal ever hook up?
1: Um, He just messaged me over Instagram in, like, 2016, Mm -hmm. and he's like, hey, man, we're starting up and looking for riders. I'm curious if you're interested. And um, I was like, yeah, I'll I'll give it a go. I've been wearing fly for years, and um, it worked out. Like I said, I like being unique and not matching, you know.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. It kind of trying to, you know. Yeah, caught you it, on the track a little bit.
0: No, it looks okay. Yeah, it looks good. Like I zoomed in on. it. I was just like I'm like I don't know what this stuff is. I don't know what I don't know what Brendan's got going on here. So,
1: um, <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're growing. So
0: you uh, you did a just short interview with our Moser guy, and it was just Brennan from Step Brother jokes left and right. So pretty much the whole time, yeah, yeah, pretty much the whole time. I'm like, what are you doing, Moser? Like, can you actually talk to this guy about what's going on, or no? Just you're not gonna just gonna just gonna send um, gifts of Brennan from Step Brothers. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, I and I, I you know, I had to join in on that. I couldn't make you yeah. feel like the odd man out yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I know you were
0: all about it. Uh FXR Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Privateer Island Life, brought to you by Numerra, Maxis and Skosh. Love the guys at Skosh. Pulp 25 a checkout to save with the folks at Skosh. So if you're looking for some real cool uh headphones and speakers and things like that, check out Skosh. Welcome to the show. And like I said, they're going to give Casey a, a little Privateer pack. So that'll be that'll be really cool. Um Casey Brennan so yeah, the main event in Minneapolis must have been pretty cool. Um, and then, how much every week are you just like? If you come in off Seattle and you're in you're in ninth, or what what'd you get ninth in in Seattle in the LCQ? Uh, uh
1: something like that. I'm not entirely Yeah, ninth. Sure. You got I ninth. Okay. I didn't even look at the results. Right.
0: Yeah, you got ninth. So, um, are you pissed? Do you take positives out of not making the main event somehow? Like, how's the attitude? Are you throwing things? Like, everybody's different, right, out there. So, what do you kind of? You come in, you don't make a main event. What do you decompress and think about?
1: Um, I mean, I was normally, like, I'm pretty, like, calm and cool. Like, you can't blame anyone else if you, if you don't make the main but yourself. So, I mean, there's no point in throwing, like, a little fit, mm-hmm. throwing a temper tantrum, you know. Um, but I, I will say I was really upset with myself after Seattle just because, okay. like, that was the best I've qualified this year, and I felt really good on the track, and I really thought that that was going to be, like, another main event night. Like, I truly believed it. And it didn't work out, so I was really, like, I was really upset with myself, and, you know, but, I mean, there's no point in showing my ass, like, it, it was, yeah, yeah, you know, all, all my fault, so I was really bummed, um, and it just kind of helps motivate you for the next weekend. I will say, like, the worst this year was being, like, just short, <laughs> that just short guy <laughs> yeah. At, yeah. Uh, Detroit.
0: Was that Detroit? Oh, okay. Oh, my God, and, yeah. like...
1: Yeah, just watching yeah, I was the triple crown too. And just every time I watched the main event take off, it was just like white knuckling. I'm like, I should that should have been me. Like okay, that's the race. I could have found that extra second.
0: That was Martinez who got in from the L C Q, right? Because of Sealy?
1: Yeah. So I, I noticed where I was at. I was I was in like sixth and then like yeah. you know, there was like a pretty gnarly battle going on and yep. you know, Cole's Cole's no slouch. He's a pretty good rider, so yep. I'm like I wouldn't say I settled, but I I kept charging and I I just kind of, for the most part was like, I'm okay with this. And I, I don't know if I could have passed him, but maybe I could have caught him. You know, he he had like three seconds on me at the end, but that was like, I was so mad. I was just going over the race over and over again in my head. Like, well, what could I have done differently? Where could I have like caught him? And like, yeah, that was, that was, I was really pissed off at myself on that one. So, um, yeah, that was that was a bummer, but you know, you take it for what it is, you know, the fact that I'm up there fighting for main events instead of just being a gate filler is awesome and it's a huge step in the right direction and as long as I keep getting good starts and running up with those guys, like I'm I'm pretty happy. You yep. know, I'm yep. I'm learning so much like in Minneapolis like that heat race I got 11th, that's my best heat result. And I mean, the guys that passed me were like Bowers, Seely and like Ray, I think. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, ecstatic with that. I'm like, that's, like, one of the best rides I've ever had. And then I went and made the main, too, and it was way better. So there's been, like, three or four races this year I've gotten good starts in the heats and been up front in a qualifying spot with those guys. And, you know, if I can just pick up something here, whether it's, like, how those guys hit hit a rut or, you know, do something different, that I'm pretty happy because it's just one more thing I can apply to my training and one more piece to the puzzle I need to become one of those main event guys.
0: What do you like about your KTM? You were on Yamahas in the past. What do you like about it?
1: Oh, I love the steel frame. Like I've, I've been, a so I, I train at this farm in New Mexico. Uh-huh. Um, they have a supercross track for me and their kids ride KTMs. And for the last, like, or for the last, like two or three years, if I wanted to ride outdoors, I'd just hop on like one of their kids practice bikes <laughs> or something like that. And yeah. I loved the way that those things handled. Um, just they they just felt so planted and um that was like just the chassis is like the main reason i wanted to switch
0: Yeah, the
1: motor definitely isn't the best for supercross outdoors but it's sick out of the out of the box supercross you need some more down low i think
0: yeah you need a bit more hit yeah
1: and uh I, i was able thanks to some uh someone that was helping i was able to get a vortex box before daytona this year and that has helped a lot i think that's been a lot of uh the reason why I've been getting better starts too these last couple of weeks, and yeah, I'm, I'm honestly, it's probably my favorite bike I've ever
2: mm-hmm.
1: owned and, and ridden. It's it's the best handling bike I think I've ever had. It just it's so planted. I feel like it's perfect for supercross, it, at least on West Coast for the most part. Like some of those shallow ruts, it just sticks. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. I'm really happy with it.
0: My buddy Kiefer called me yesterday. He's been going. He went back to back on a Honda and a KTM and. Started telling me all about the steel frame and the KTM and being planted and this and that. I'm like, bro, I'm like, all right, I got it, I got it. But he couldn't shut up about the KTM compared to the Honda after he wrote it. So um, there is a difference. Yeah, feel. Kiefer
1: and yeah. I talk a lot about it.
0: Um. Oh yeah, really? For reals? Yeah, yeah. So whenever I was
1: like switching from Yamaha to KTM, Kiefer and I were chatting about it, like the differences. And, how do you know Chris um, Kiefer? I,
0: how do you mean? What do you mean you were chatting with him? How how that work?
1: Um. When did I, I don't, I don't remember when I. All right, I met
0: okay. Uber, All
1: right. But he's never told yeah, me about no, his. He's, he's never
0: told me about his Casey Brennan friendship. I, 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 yeah, I need to get up. I need to dive into. Yeah. What? Well,
1: maybe I'm not his friend. Maybe that's what it is.
2: But,
1: <laughs> yeah, he's helped me out with some like little stuff here and there, little tidbits on the bike to get it set up better, and yeah, um, yeah you know, anything helps like that. So. Sure. Yeah, it, he kind of. I, I wouldn't say he persuaded me because I think my mind was made up on which way I wanted to go. Right if i was able to race again um and yeah i'm i'm really happy with the bike so i will say though if i were to switch to another bike i feel like honda or cowie those bikes Uh, are really good
0: i think uh, but you gotta go blue crew that's that's my bike of choice blue crew you gotta do it Uh, uh, (laughs) uh, hey will you will you go back to albuquerque um after season like is that where you're based out of or do you do you stay out east somewhere or texas or whatever or is it always is always albuquerque
1: yeah i'll be back to albuquerque after denver probably um and then down to that farm that i train at uh to ride some supercross before east rutherford and uh vegas but yeah i'll be out of albuquerque and then this summer not really decided like i said i got some kids that uh want to do some training and with my uh my motorcycle shop like in in our contract this year i'm gonna do some training classes up in uh Southern Colorado. Okay. So um, probably going to be running around, probably doing some, like, weekend training things, some little weekend money races, and just staying on the bike this summer and just trying to get faster and, for the most part, get ready for 2020. Um, Everyone kind of seemed to notice that this year has been going good and they don't want to give up on me and um, they want to see me keep progressing. So um, this year has been good, and I'm I'm hoping next year will be even better.
0: Um, Do you get tired of people talking about Breaking Bad in Albuquerque all the time?
1: Uh no cuz to be honest I've never even watched it.
0: Me neither so, but that's what people tell me about New Mexico all the time. Breaking Bad. I'm like, okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a good good to be known for the uh the show about meth,
0: Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, really it's right. Awesome. Um what's it like <laughs> living there? Is it is it kind of deserty? Is is the tracks hard pack? Is it is it like uh, like Vegas out here where I live? Or what's it like living in Albuquerque?
1: Oh yeah, it's it's one of the desert. Like the tracks that I grew up riding are just like old tracks built in the desert like yep, yep. 20 years ago just all whooped out, nasty, you know, might have some, uh, some holes in the faces from a Jeep getting stuck on them or something. You never know. (laughs)
2: So, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, that's what I grew up riding. And then, um, yeah, uh, that's, you know, I think it's fun. Uh, I think it's kind of hurt me in a way though, being on all that hard pack all the time. I really struggle with being aggressive when it's tacky. Mm -hmm. Um, but, being in texas with this good dirt that's really what i've been focusing on these last couple weeks is just getting more aggressive and um yeah it'll it'll come around
0: do you uh you talked about keeping to yourself and you are a quiet guy and and you know you had to you had to come find me to introduce yourself and we talked a little bit at the races so i get it have you do any of these big time factory guys do you talk to any of them do any of them help you do 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 any of them yell at you Uh, anything like that do you have any interaction with these dudes
1: um i i I mean, Jason and I are pretty cool. Um, okay, we'll talk here and there. Yep, but I try not to be up in his grill. You know, he's he's there to do a job, and he's was he busy all day with fans and stuff like that? So. Is he
0: your age, like amateur guys? Were you him, you and him going at it, or is he younger, or older? Or how does that work?
1: No, he he's older. Okay, um, I, I don't know how how old Jason is. Probably what twenty five, twenty. Is he that old? Maybe you think? I, maybe. Yeah,
0: he, I know he's, he's yeah he's
1: probably twenty five.
0: You said you're twenty two.
1: Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm 22. Right. So,
0: oh yeah. Okay. Um, so,
1: there's there's no one in my age group really from New Mexico. I mean, there used to be that I used to battle with, but um, that took like a step into pros. There's no one yeah. really in my age group that I I raced with. So, I kind of came in at a uh, at a weird weird time. So
0: pretty pretty crazy that Jason. I mean, he was always a good amateur. You know, the Fly Guys had him on the radar for a long time, and I know he rode KTM's and Suzuki's, um, but. I think his, his rise to supercross champion is pretty remarkable. Don't you think? Like, I don't know if anybody had him picked for being one of the best riders in the world.
1: No. And like, also too, like coming from where he used to train at, there's this place called the gravel pits and stuff okay. like that yep. in, in Edgewood. Like, yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty, pretty crazy. It's uh, I bet it's pretty surreal to him when he thinks about it too. Sometimes. I mean, I maybe, maybe, maybe he knew he would and, but I I don't know I can't say well, I can't speak for him but yeah, yeah it's pretty right. pretty crazy to come from just a little town of Edgewood yeah uh, I mean he was Mexico to Supercross champion
0: right like I'm not saying like, he was a great rider all the time I'm just saying the ultimate Supercross champion I don't know if anybody had him pegged for that but that's cool you know that he did that so
1: yeah um, yeah and he seems he's nice because he's like a pretty down to earth guy and he, oh he hates me uh, he hates me
0: oh he's not oh, I'm, he's I'm, not I'm, down to earth. he's not down to earth with me at all. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe it's just me then. <laughs> no, it's not. That's cool, though. He helps you. That's awesome. That's great. You know what I mean? And, and he talks to you, and he doesn't lose sight of sort of a local kid that is, you know, trying to follow in his footsteps. I like that. I like to hear that, regardless of how yeah, he wants yeah. to light me on fire. doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, no, I really appreciate, like, any time mm-hmm. he'll, like, tell me, like, something that they did from press or anything like that. Like, it's right. It's cool. And I, I appreciate it that anything he does. So it it kind of means a little bit more, you know, coming from someone who's yep. such like a big presence at the races, having like the time to talk to a little privateer guy. Yep. So I like I said, it's it's awesome to me. So,
0: well, um, thanks for doing this, man. I really appreciate the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Live Podcast. Um, you Casey Brendan, you've really come on this year. Like I said, main event, you've been uh, riding well all year just about. People are starting to notice you a little bit and uh, uh yeah, let's let's put her in some main events. Uh, you got four left, right? Five left. Five left. Yeah, so let's let's do five. that.
2: Oh
1: yeah, we, we'll uh, we'll be on it. I'm I'm excited and I like I said, I hate to say it, but with with the injuries, my my chances have gone up a lot. So uh time to Time to kind of step it up and put him in some more mains.
0: Well, fantastic, man. Yeah, I'll be watching you, and, uh, and thanks for the time on the podcast, Casey.
1: No problem. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it.